0: Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Piper, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turned multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, my fellow suburban warriors? I am so glad that you're taking the time today for yourself to listen to this podcast because it's going to be a great one. I'm so excited for my friend, entrepreneur, mom, wife, and all-around amazing suburban warrior herself to be here with us today to share with us her story. Today, I have with us Lisi Lurch, and let me tell you a little bit about Lisi. After several years of working on Wall Street, Lisi started her company in the spring of 2001. While working full-time in the recruiting office at Cornell University, while her new husband was getting his MBA. Her brand initially offered classic Kentucky Derby hats that she was inspired to create due to the lack of affordable women's hats um, that she saw in the marketplace. So a few years later, she decided to test the waters and dabble in jewelry making, which became an instant obsession. As her business grew, so did her family. With her first baby on the way and her husband by her side, Lisey Lurch moved to Philadelphia where her business was a huge success. She expanded her offerings to include a fabulous wool winter hats in addition to the Kentucky Derby hats that her customers loved. Following this expansion, Lisey was invited to participate in hundreds of trunk shows from New York to Virginia. Although she loved designing hats, they soon became a hassle to travel with due to her growing family. Because of this, Lisi decided to shift gears and focus on creating jewelry, which she discovered was her true passion. She was completely blown away by how well-received her jewelry was and how much easier it was to transport. After having her third child, she decided to make her jewelry business, take her jewelry business to the next level. She started showing at America's Mart in Atlanta, where the management loved her product and soon included her in an exclusive boutique section. From then on, her jewelry business soared. A lover of antique jewelry, Lisey Lurch credits the creative direction of her jewelry to her grandmother's exquisite collection of jewels. Growing up, she was enamored by her grandmother's fascinating jewelry that always had an incredible story behind it. In addition to jewelry, Lisey Lurch now offers apparel and handbags. Welcome to the podcast, Lisey.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here and
0: honored. I am so excited to have you here too, because I know it's been 20 years since you started your business. And you know for, for me, it doesn't feel that long. And I'm sure for you, it feels like forever. Um, and I know your business has evolved over the years. Uh, I love your fantastic, beautiful, what I would call exquisite jewelry line. And so I'm excited for you to share sort of, you know, what your story is behind building this amazing business. So why don't you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and sort of, you know, well, first tell us a little bit about yourself and what sort of prompted you to start your own business and be an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. So um, it's interesting that you say that it seems... Um, Like not that long, because I feel the same way. Like, I feel like it's been an eternity, yet the blink of an eye, because for the most part, it's been so, such an amazing journey. So yeah, I started out right out of college. I moved to New York from, I grew up in Maryland and I moved to New York and um, I worked on Wall Street and that is where I met my husband. Um, I was in institutional equity sales. And um, we dated for a few years, then got married. He got his MBA at Cornell, so right after our honeymoon, I always say we went from the beaches of the beaches of Bora Bora to the um, the gorges of Ithaca, <laughs> which is not ideal, especially for just a little I different, weather. <laughs> I mean, just a tad different. Yeah. So that, okay. So we were in Ithaca for two years while he was getting his MBA, and I worked in the business school recruiting office, which was really fun because I would um, help, you know, I, I would invite some of my Wall Street colleagues up to hook the um, students at the business school up with jobs. And it was really fun and rewarding in that sense. But I was used to living in Manhattan and working on Wall Street, where Moving to Ithaca, and only working nine to five every day, and then my husband was in the library, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll just go home," you know, to my apartment. Now, I just needed more to do. Like, I am a, such a busybody. I have so much energy that I need to, like, you know, always be doing something. So, while I was working on Wall Street, I had, as you mentioned, I had an idea to start a hack company because. As I mentioned, I'm from Maryland and, um, you know, I would always go to like, you know, the the Preakness and, you know, steeplechases and all kinds of like fun horsey events where all the girls would wear a hat. And so once I got to New York, I mean, as we all know, it's a fortune to live there. And I was just like a single girl. I, um, then we started going to the Belmont and um, to other, you know, horse, fun horsey things like um, in Far Hills, New Jersey. And then in the Hamptons, they have all these like fun polo and steeplechase things that all the girls need to wear a hat to. And I was like, as, (laughs) as a single girl living in Manhattan, I was like half the time I was like, Okay, should I pick up my dry cleaning or should I eat dinner tonight? I mean, that was like how tight my budget was cuz you know, rent is through the roof. Everything's through the roof in New York. Of
0: course. So,
1: yeah. So, I, I you know, I would go to stores and look for, a, you know, a cute affordable hat and I would go into, you know, a store and I would see like a great big sequency feathery hat for $700. And I'm like, I don't need that. I just need like a cute straw hat. That's 75 bucks. And so I saw a market for girls like me. Um, and I was like, somebody needs to start this business. And I'm like, but I don't have time. I've got a full-time job, you know? So then when we, um, were in Ithaca, I was like, Oh, wait a second. I have time on my hands now. I think I'm going to start this thing. Plus, I was around all these, like, you know, really a lot of people were there to start business, start businesses. And, um, and you know, working in the career services office, I caught the entrepreneurial bug also. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do this. So um, I literally went to back to Manhattan, pound of the pavement of the garment district with $500 in my pocket. Um, And I just made it happen. I just, I found, you know, I sourced everything that I needed. I found my people, I found my material, I found my fabric, I found my, all all my, you know, the different um, findings that I was going to put on the hats. So I just made it happen. And that's just kind of like how my life has been. Like, I just if I have an idea, I just run with it. I don't even talk about it. I just like put it into motion and make it happen without even talking about it. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. So that's just, that's just how I've always been. Yeah. So that's how it all started in the first place.
0: Well, I love that. And I love what you said about, uh, you know, when I have an idea, I just run with it because I do think that there's a lot of us that have ideas and that don't give them any of the attention that sometimes they deserve, right? Especially if it's an idea that keeps sort of nudging at you. And, yeah. you, know, you know, I mean, I think that's like sort of, that's intuition. That's the universe trying to tell us like, maybe you should think about this. And sometimes they're crazy ideas, but that's how That's how things come about, right? I mean, exactly where there's really no crazy ideas. It's just, you know, listening to it, to your intuition, listening to that little nudge and saying, you know what? What's the worst that could happen if I try?
1: Exactly. And I say, and this is probably the worst advice in the whole world to give everyone, but don't think about it too much. Just do it. I mean, that's what I do. Like, I just, do it, get it started. Of course, you're going to have problems. But, like, if you sit back and you think about all the problems before you start it, then you're going to, like, you know, talk yourself out of it. You're going to have a million problems, but yeah. you're going to face them. And you're, you know, one day at a time, like, oh my gosh, this went wrong. Okay. Let's put this fire out. Let's put this for You're going to have a hundred, no matter what business you start, you're going to have so many problems. And just dive in and then just. Take each problem one at a time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because no matter what you think is going to happen, it's going to be a million other things that happen and not that one thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right? So you, oh my gosh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So and, then, and, and, and your plan A usually nine times out of 10 doesn't work out. So I always say life is all about plan B, plan C, plan D, and so on.
0: Exactly. Which again, so that, that makes sense because your plan A, which I love this, like your plan A was hats and that's how you started your business. But then you realize like, okay, these are really hard to transport. Um, yeah. this is, this is, you know, and, and you had, again, that nudge saying, maybe, maybe I should try jewelry. Why not? And then you did. Yeah. And that's where you really realized that that's where your passion is. And that's where the market exploded for you. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I started thinking about getting into jewelry when I, so, okay, so let's fast forward here. So my husband graduated, he is from Philadelphia. So we moved here. I really didn't want to move to Philadelphia, but I'm so glad he brought me here because I absolutely love it here. There's all kinds of (laughs) awesome people like you here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we moved to Philadelphia. We have at this point, we have two babies and I'm going back and forth to New York with the babies. I would have a baby in the stroller, a baby in the baby Bjorn, and I'm going to all my mil- uh, millinery is um, like the, the art of um, hat. So a milliner is a, is a hat maker. So I was going to all of my millinery stores and I'm um, getting all of my equipment, if you will. And there were these bead stores that were in the garment district that I just they just sucked me in. Like it was like a magnet pulling me in. Um, And I would just, oh my gosh, I would die over all these beads. And I would, I would just buy, you know, the most beautiful beads and then put the kids in the car, drive back to Philadelphia. And before I would start making the hats, I was starting to make jewelry. And I was like, okay, wait a minute maybe I should put the hats on the back burner for a little while and just focus on the jewelry because it's so much easier. It's just not as cumbersome as the hats. Like the hats took up so much room. And I had at that time, you know, and then su- very soon right after I had three car seats in the car, I had the strollers, I had the baby joggers, I had all the equipment. So I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to fit the hats in the car when I'm shuffling them around from place to place. So the jewelry is just smaller and easier to transport and jewelry is a much easier sell. So, um, I, I put the hats on the back burner and I actually just brought them back about three years ago.
0: Yeah. And I saw, um, recently on your, uh, you know, social media, Instagram that the hats were like a huge splash. Weren't you at like Paris Hilton's bridal shower?
1: Like how cool is that? (laughs) I know. So So I, I made a hat for, for Kathy Hilton, who I know. And she, um, I did a collab over the summer with these influencers and I sent her one of them and her daughter, Nikki, like instantly stole the hat from her. And then Paris stole the hat from Nikki. And then, so I guess that's how Paris heard of me in the first place. And then when it was time for her uh, bridal shower, she wanted something like like something interactive that, that, that the guests, the ladies at the shower could do. And she thought of me and she asked if I would come out and be there to make hats for all the ladies on the spot. And, um, I, I went and I took some people from my team, my
0: awesome team, and, uh, we had the best time. It was so fun. I mean, it looked so fun and and the hats made everybody at that bridal shower just look absolutely fabulous. Yes, I mean, you, and happy.
1: Yeah. Everyone was so like everyone had their hats on. Everyone was drinking champagne and laughing. And it was, it was so much fun. And it was just, it was just such a happy, wonderful day.
0: Yeah, it, it looked like it was. And everybody looked like they were just so excited about their hats because they matched their outfit. I mean, it yep. was, that's just a, such a fabulous idea. So, so anyway, that, yeah. so that's super fun. So you brought the hats back and the jewelry. So your, your signature items of jewelry. I mean, I always think of your gorgeous earrings when I think of your jewelry, but do you, I mean, I know you have necklaces, you have everything. Would you say you have like a signature item of your jewelry line? Um, You know what,
1: it changes. So like, I feel like at very first, it was these um, statement necklaces, I would do these um, mother of pearl necklaces, like these double strand necklaces. And then when I started doing earrings, my turquoise tassel, I feel like that is sort of what put me on the map on a national level. Um, and then when I created our ginger earring, I mean that we've done every variation of that known to mankind and it just keeps selling and selling and selling. So we're just keeping, you know, coming up with new fun ideas and different variations of the ginger. So she's I do still love the ginger. strong, Miss Ginger. Yeah, uh-huh. She's, and I named she's her, a hot and one. And I named her, she is. Well, <laughs> I named her after Ginger on Gilligan's Island, which cracks me up. I out. love it. I um, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's always evolving. It's like, I feel like it's like every season we have a new hot ticket.
0: I love it. So uh, what's the hot ticket this season?
1: Um, Oh my gosh. Well, we have our Natalie's are huge. We hit, we do those in pretty much every color Um, we're doing. um, We're doing, you know, we, we are bringing back felt hats, which are selling like crazy <clears throat> we have these new beaded bracelets which I'm obsessed with. I never leave home without them. You stack them. They're kind of like different size beads of of stretchy bracelets and I stack like three or four and that's th- those are hot right now. We can't keep we're getting those in by, Almost the thousands, and we're selling out like immediate, like right when they get to our office, they're already all sold. So we That's can't get awesome. them in fast enough.
0: Yeah. I love a stacking bracelet. I mean, it's just Me awesome. Too. So great. Yeah. Um okay, so, so same here. All of these amazing pieces. Um, your your business is super successful right now. Tell us about a time though, was or was there a time, you know, in the last 20 years? You know, you're a mom, you have three kids, you're a wife. Was there a time in that 20 years where you thought to yourself, you know what? I, I just can't do this. It's too hard. It's too much. It's not for me. Or no, is this something that you just I always have,
1: No, I have this like, I don't even know how to explain it. I just have this like forging passion to keep going and just to grow and grow and grow and, grow and make it bigger and better. However, covid really really was a disaster and and I never have said I'm throwing in the towel but I almost had to my my all of my financial people were like you got to shut down you got to file chapter 11 you have to let all your employees go and I love my employees so much I was like I will not let any of them go I held on to them it was the scariest time of my entire life. I barely slept. My hair fell out. It, it was, it was, I, I was scared out of my mind. I was like shaking all the time, um, for months, for months and months. I just, I, I every day I woke up and I felt like I was going to throw up all day long. Cause I was so <sighs> scared out of my mind, but we held on, we held on, we held on. And thank goodness for all of my wonderful customers out there because they, I mean, we sell to hundreds of stores throughout the United States and the Caribbean. And of course, all of them were closed for Four to six to some some of them eight months some of a lot of them went under a lot of them didn't even reopen. Yeah. Um, and so we had to really the only thing that kept us going was our retail sales and I thank God for all, all the ladies and and the husbands and the boyfriends and the brothers and everybody who who came through. And purchased on our um, website because that's that's the only thing that kept us alive. Barely. I mean, we were hanging on by a like a hair follicle there, but um we
0: <laughs> a Hair follicle. A was hair, yeah, we
1: literally were hanging on by a hair follicle. And uh, when would yeah, you say so- it
0: turned around for you? Like when when do you think you realize like okay, because I, I can only imagine you know, how scary that was. So, I mean, obviously all yeah. these small businesses, um, w- like, you know. So you, I was you...
1: hoping that last holiday season, it was going to pick up, but it didn't really because, I mean, of course, holiday season is always good for us. So that, I mean, it was, it was good in that I could still make payroll and still pay for the supplies, but that was it. I didn't have anything left over. It was like, it was horrendous. Because no one was going to holiday parties and I, I really profit off of, you know, women buying their earrings and their handbags to go to holiday parties and, you know, all kinds of events throughout the the holiday season and then some like all throughout the winter so no one was going to anything so I lost a huge portion of sales because of that so I would say it started to I started to feel better about it and we started to turn a corner I would say maybe in March okay I was definitely still freaking out in February like February January and February were bad and then I feel like in March I started to see a little teeny glimmer of light you know, in the distance. And I thought, okay, you know what? We might actually make it through this.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. So crazy. So, and that's really about a year, like a year's time that you had that. And so I can imagine how stressful and everything that was. And, um, you know what though, just speaks to, you know, how passionate you are about your business and what you're doing and your employees. And, you know, sometimes just having faith, having faith over fear that, that you're going, that it will turn and that it's going to happen. And, and you did that and came out on the other side and, you know, and now you're, you know, super successful.
1: Oh, thank you. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah, It's amazing. It's, it's
1: it's, um, yeah. A lot of blood, sweat and tears over the last 20 years. That's for sure. It has not been easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: So what would be a piece of advice that you would give to um, someone who is listening to this right now and has an idea in their head or might be thinking about you know, a gap in the marketplace that they saw just like you did? Or yeah. you know, wanting to start their own business, but is sitting there telling themselves, "Oh, I, you know, not me. I can't do that." For I'm sure there's a million reasons because that's what we all do. Tell ourselves all the reasons we why we can't do something. What would be your piece of advice for someone who is thinking that right you now? Gotta,
1: you got to you got to tell yourself that you can do it. Of course you can. Why can't you? I, of course you can. There's no reason you can't. We're all busy. Um, you can, you know, if you have a full-time job and you have this idea, carve out a few hours, you know, every night, carve out hours on the weekend. If it takes off, you're going to be working that much anyway. So you might as well just dive in. Like I said, it's probably horrible advice, but don't think, just do it. Just dive (laughs) in and do it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it's horrible advice. I think that's great advice. <laughs> we all overthink way too much, you know? Yes. And so, my faith. And
1: so- I don't. I, I am love it. People who does not overthink. I'm like, let's just get the job done.
0: Yes. Let's just do it. Right. Yeah. And and, yeah. I, and I always say when people say why, like, oh, why? Why are you doing this or why are you doing that? My answer is why not? Why like, not? Why not? Because, you know, Life is life's short. too short. Yeah. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. I love you it. You got to follow
1: it. your dreams or else you'll regret it later. Just
0: do it. Absolutely. Okay. So share with us. So you're in this beautiful, creative world of, of jewelry. Is there a certain like designer? Because I know you do handbags and jewelry. Is there a certain designer that you admire?
1: I am really a funny person I don't I I barely know who any other designers are like I don't even care I like I barely know like what the trends are or anything I just do what I like but I mean I, I I I've always loved Chanel I mean I think Chanel has just like such a classic beautiful yeah um elegant you know look and uh I think Coco Chanel was really awesome and here's a little fun fact and take from it what you will. But I was born on the day that Coco Chanel died.
0: Wow. Uh (laughs) Interesting tidbit.
1: (laughs) January 10th, 1971.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh That's pretty crazy. There you go. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then So tell us about a little bit about what's next for Lisey Lurch, because I'd love to know sort of what what the plans are for the future. So
1: the plans for Lisey Lurch are that here, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. There's no reason why every girl, every woman from the age of whatever, 14 through 114 should not have a pair of Lisey Lurch earrings or some some Lisa Lurick jewelry. We have something for everyone. We've got all kinds of price ranges. And now we just need to get out there and we just need for every single female older than 14, 15 to know our brand and to start buying it and wearing it. And yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the plan. I love
0: it. I love it. And I totally agree. You guys definitely have something for everyone earrings are beautiful and some just such wonderful statement pieces. I will say I have several pairs of Lisey's earrings and without fail, every time I wear them, I get compliments because they are oh, so thank unique. Yeah. And they're statement pieces and they really, they really say, do complete an outfit. I mean, they for do sure. Know,
1: and I have really wimpy earlobes and I can't wear heavy earrings. So I create earrings that I can wear. And if they're too heavy, we redo them and rework them until they're super light. So I take great pride in saying that like nine out of 10 of our earrings are like feather weight. I mean, they're, they're, you can't even feel that you have them on and we do clip-ons as well for most, for, for the majority of our earrings. I mean, for hoops, we can't, but like um, for the majority of earrings, we do clip-ons, which I have started wearing more and more because they're so easy. You know, you can pop yeah. them off when you talk on the phone, and you know, if you want to like switch your outfit, you just pop them off. And you know, it takes me forever to get um, pierced earrings on. I don't know why, but it always has.
0: Like I said, <laughs> I I'm oh. a weird person. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I'm so thank excited you for having me. Yes, I, I'm so excited for you, and I'm so excited to see every woman over the age of fourteen in Lisi Lurch. And me I would too. encourage, I, 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 it's happening, girl, it's happening. And I would encourage all of my listeners today to check out Lisey's products. They are fabulous. You can find her at LiseyLurch.com. We'll obviously have a link in the show notes. And she's also on Insta at Lisey Lurch. And uh, thank you so much, girl. Sky's the, Sky the limit, baby. Sky's the limit. Let's take it to the top. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because we would love to hear your thoughts. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good one.